Hello, Eloise. Hello. Hello. Wow, you're here. Okay, great. This is wonderful. <laughs> and so we had a nice. Um, oh, well, it was excellent. just taking so long that I went, oh, my God, are we, do we need to reconnect? So we <laughs> just bounced in and, and I went, oh, okay, we're working. Good. Hello. Can Good. I just test? Because I was echoing. Have I stopped? No, you're not echoing. You sound oh, okay, good. great. Yeah. Hooray! Hello, everyone. Hi, everyone. So today we're going to go on to a little segue on our subjects, but... Uh, still pertaining to how we relate in relationships and dating, right? So Eloise and I had already started um, chit-chatting about, uh, you know, traditions uh, that we've lost uh, the familial group and traditions and customs. And um, And we've actually shown away from them, I think. We 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 shunned them. We shunned them. Yeah, it's so interesting, right, when it comes to the mind, the more you put tension on rejecting something, the more its opposite comes up, right? And, it, you know, once you're pulling on two equal and opposite points, you, you end up being the same. Let me explain. Um, so I, if I reject religion completely and traditions and customs, the, the natural human tendency is to find a group and people that are in common so you can get along together, work together, have a few common aims, and the society works. It just does, right? So um, th- there are components that make that society work. Uh, so, you know, usually the society will shun, let's say, murderers or people who want to leech off the system, society will begin to shun those people. And that either encourages them to be part of, or we have to take care of those people or whatever. So to go back to this pulling, you know, one one thing that I notice is the more someone shuns tradition, the traditional views of things, the more they go to their own traditions. And um, yeah rituals so you have the hipsters who dress up in their uniform uh, i always think the, of goths you think of goths yeah sure the goth <laughs> groups the hipsters hippies hippies right granola yeah. people right you're gonna see the same <laughs> the same kind of outfits and dressings people will will find those that rituals it's amazing. It's so ritualistic to um, wear certain clothing. You know, we even go to another country. You see tourists go to another country. First, they're wearing their own clothes. After a while, you stay there a month or two. All of a sudden, let's say you're in Bali, you're wearing uh, sarongs, right? Not just, yeah. not just yourself, but you start looking around going, wow, there's another Westerner or a Western type person that's changing and wearing things. So as much as we think we can be these individuals and we're fighting against something, the very thing that we often fight against is exactly what's going on within us. Yeah. And I mean, that, even think, sorry. Like if I see if I see people wandering around, you know, if I'm in a tourist area, you can always spot the Americans and you can spot them. <laughs> And it's a very subtle shift in clothing sometimes. But yeah, you that's just see be... the mold. It's weird. Well, 
there are, you know, in, in groups, there are ways you, you walk, you talk, you smile. Mm-hmm. So when I was in Greece, I am, you know, basically Greek. All my cells are Greek. Um, there's a combination of things, of course, like everyone, but you know, I'm Greek. And, you know, I go to Greece, I'm speaking the language. I am, you know, completely, my blood is Greek and I'm wearing whole Greek clothing. And still walk up to someone and they go, you're not Greek. <laughs> and, you know, it'd be like, really? You know, what is it that tells you I'm not Greek? Well, your walk, the way, yeah. you, the way you smile before you even speak. Your fi- they say your face is open. You have an open face. That's how they, that's the translation. And uh... the, the open face, you know, with the smile and everything, you know, denotes a sort of um, innocence for the Greeks, right? So they'll call me innocent. Hmm. you know you have an innocent smile so they see you really differently they they yeah they they're you're like in yeah they'll see you really differently like most of them would see me as a trustworthy person hmm. so it's interesting i don't know if they'd see everyone who's american yeah. as a trustworthy person but it was really interesting i was going to greece and to get a job and my father looked at me and said you can go anywhere the way you are, the way you work, your the way your yeah. attitude is, you can go anywhere and they will take you. And he was right. I was uh, I went to an island and I was offered a job in every single place they had jobs. <laughs> there weren't very many, but I was offered a job <laughs> in all of them. So it was really fascinating uh, to see that you know there's there were other people trying to get jobs and they didn't necessarily accept those people so it was it was interesting so we have uh you know this is just from a, a little bit of study that we have then the, the need to be in groups and to have common um attributes and right? this must come back to caveman times sure because back in caveman times, if you were on your own, you were dead. That's right. So you had to be in the community or the tribe or whatever. If there are no cities, if you took away you yeah. know, the Western development of cities and um, our particular laws, you know, when you, you go into the wild kingdom, you see, you can go look around the world and see what happens, right? There was that couple who said that everyone's loving and caring. We're going to bike ride through Iran or Iraq or something. They biked through. Oh, yeah. I can't remember course, where it was. Yeah, I can't remember which country. but Just to prove how nice the people were. Right. And you, you it, it's so arrogant to think that your way, you getting on a bike, first of all. You know, I can even see it. Just knowing se- separate cultures, you know exactly what you don't do in that culture. And that looks weird to those people. They see you as strange. We as North Americans say we accept everyone. That's what we do. We have to, but they're coming into a very strong energy, right? So if somebody comes from a foreign country, um, and I've seen tons of people come from foreign countries. Um, my my father's particular village, the the country of Greece. I watched from a very young age people trying to get in the country this is pre um uh, massive so- social systems right so this was the time when 
you go, Carrie, great. We need immigration. We need more workers. We need more people who are going to, you know, put up corner stores who are going to, you know, bring their own brand of, of development, which still occurs. You see different cultures doing that. And then you also have this group of people coming in just to live off um, the system, right? So you see, mm-hmm. you see both these things happening. Um, so when I was young, I would say to a lot of these people, well, you want to come to Canada, but you don't understand that culturally it's different. And mm. it's not like money grows on trees. We work all the time. You just, you guys work hard, but it's, it's different. I think uh, statistically Greeks work longer hours. I mean, they have so many restaurants and tourism. So of course they're going to work, you know, from wee hours of the morning too late at night. Every every person I know who works in the tourist industry, mm-hmm. um, you know, they'll even have two things like living on the islands. You just see one guy has a little shop that he keeps open all day, then runs from that shop in the in the evening to to, to open up his discotheque or bar or whatever it is. <laughs> so yeah, well, everybody wants to go dancing when you're on an island. You want to have fun. Yeah. They go drinking and, and they they um they just have a good time at night, right? It doesn't stop. So you know when people say, uh, you know, who works the the hardest? I say, well, you know, Greece is pretty high in tourism, and it's not mm-hmm. it's not super wealthy and it's not controlled. If you look at France, I mean, you know, it's it's tourism industry and what they earn from it and what they can do with that money is incredible. Right, they have a system that runs um, on these tourists. It's it's amazing. Just for us, and you don't have to produce anything. It's already produced, mm-hmm. right? There's there's not you don't have to make more buildings. You you just go to France, and it's like one big museum. It's absolutely, you know, one of the most beautiful things to look at, and and walk through and and just be in. It's just unbelievably gorgeous. So. Um, you know, the earnings there are amazing. You know, the country runs really well. I mean, it's got everything in France, right? It's got great agriculture. It's got this constant sort of weather. It can go cold in the winter in the north, but basically this constant, beautiful uh, kind of weather. You can go out with a sweater often in the in the winter. And you could have those winters. I've seen a couple of winters in, mm. in France that are freezing. And then other ones that, you know, you really don't get any freezingness. Yeah. And then you look at a country like Greece that has to keep working, they keep going and and keep earning um, and, and living, right? They live on their islands. It's amazing, you know, the way they can produce and live and um, hopefully save money for their futures. I don't know how that works, but um, <laughs> they do quite well and they work really, really hard. Um, but not all year round, right? They may or may not work in the winter. So they may work for six months nonstop and then not work in the winter. Yeah. Um, or they might have another another job in Athens that they go back to, right? Or something that they work. They work. Well, they go and become ski instructors in Italy something. <laughs> right. They, well, some of them have families. They have to take their yeah. kids back. The kids go back in September to school and um 
it's very interesting to watch the the dynamics on the islands because the you know if you look at Athens it's just like any other city in the world yeah you go to these islands they're kind of self-contained units I mean you'll get stuff on ships but people yeah. grow things um as well Maybe. so they they really yeah. just do their own thing it's pretty phenomenal so um yeah just to kind of look at these the these ways that humans uh, make things work in different areas and yes i might look different to to a greek but if you come to canada um, like i was saying these these um, people i knew tons who wanted to come to canada said you're not going to like it because it looks really good from the outside and you think that your way of living is just going to be fine going somewhere else and ooh, wow money grows on trees and they get here and realize wow you know it's cold yeah, and these people work. How did they all not the know about that in Canada? <laughs> and these people work all the time. That's what they yeah. do, right? This is this is the way we live. Well, much like the UK, right? You're working. Yeah, it's it's just all about work, and then you get a vacation or time away or figuring out how to get time off. Whereas in Greece, the interesting thing is they kind of live. Um, they work hard, but then they also play and relax quite hard and often. Yeah siestas do they have siestas in they have siestas yes they do i mean it would be quite impossible to do a lot of jobs in the afternoon right mm. it's so hot, yeah, too hot. It, it's so so hot so they close things off for a few hours the stores all close i think they still close them i don't i don't mm -hmm. i don't think that'll change that that gets closed um for a long time i mean it's really quite instantiated in the way they do things so, and I think it's the heat, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just so, it's so hot that they just yeah. go take a break from the heat. Even with the air conditioning, you know, people, people tend not to go out. So there are less people on the street mm -hmm. and they don't go out in that heat. So it's really different. Yeah. Um, right. So different lifestyle, different way of doing things. Uh, you have a different energy level, right? I mean... Uh, you you have a lot of rain and and clouds. Uh, we get more sun than you do, but we've got cold and snow for a really long time. <laughs> yeah, you got you know? a lot of snow. A lot we of don't snow. have much of that. Yeah. So you know that that really changes how you live your life. Yeah. It makes yeah. you you know if you think when I think but of then Greece, your buildings are built different, and you know everything's yeah. arranged around that fact so so that so my first point was you know we welcome people with open arms of course we do you know that's the way yeah. the canadian sort of world is where we don't see differences really between people and people who do see differences they're just they're just strange in the canadian landscape right so if you meet up with somebody who's who sees too many differences and doesn't accept them? Uh, it's it's weird, you know. It's it's mm. just strange. We're very open and accepting. I don't think I've ever seen someone not open and accepting, though they may say things and they may ask questions and figure things out. That is that has nothing to do with not accepting someone. Yeah. Right. That has to do with I'm curious about who you are and what you do. And eventually, it's like a melting pot. People just start going to work and doing things right 
That's just what happens. It's the way we humans do things. So um, it's the, when we look at a relationship, we often, you know, want someone who's similar, which is just fine, right? So if you're a hipster, you want to be with someone who's a hipster. If, you know, if you're a granola, you might want to be with someone who's more <laughs> granola, or I don't know what you call it, hip, hippie-like, right? <laughs> yeah. um, which is fine. You, you know, there's the surfer yeah. language. There's the, the what do they call the emos, you know, in school. There's, the, there's druggy life. There's, um, and then you look at the majority of people, you know, they all have different things that they want to do. But majority of people, when you look out in the street, uh, get dressed in the morning, go to work. And then might have, you know, similar groups um, that they that they live with. But, you know, I can even look on the metro. And it's so interesting how everyone's, you know, who the student is, you know, who's working for the government, you know, who's working for uh, a company. It's really, it's really interesting, you know, like uh, bank boys uh, that go work in banks, usually that they, they cigar pants and really tight shirts and um what are they called the metrosexual types right yeah so as much as we you know we want to get rid of groups we, we want to get rid of differences everyone's the same and yet we have this diversity is our strength uh motto going on but it's diversity in what um the 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 clan says diversity mm. is and who is diverse because there's a lack of acceptance of certain groups yet, you know, because they think that those groups are wrong. And I'm talking about white people, right? Does, does this come back to our values piece again? Because if I'm a hippie, sure. it, then other hippies would normally have similar values to me. Of so. course they would, right? Of course they would. Um you know, and it's easier to, to, to define those group values, but you'll still have your own personal values. Yeah. You can still be in a group, let's say, of hippies, and someone has a value that's not like yours. You know, yeah. or you could be, you know, very earth-oriented, um, you know, taking care of the earth, etc. You know, I'd say that was my uniform for so many years. The, the granola type that wanted to save everything, you eat properly, you're vegan or vegetarian, et cetera, until I realized it was just all, all, um, all just a narrow focus of this, the plenitude that exists on this planet and the plenitude within each individual. So that comes to, if you have an expectation of someone else, you reduce the plenitude or the the abundance or the, the, the infiniteness of what someone can do, right? So, so we need some consistency. That's the, you can't just say we wake up in the morning and we're completely haphazard. It, it doesn't work for us. We need some kind of container, which really relates to our masculine and feminine. So values relate to that container you know, what I do every day, I might look like I do the exact same thing, but things are constantly changing. Uh, you might walk down the same street for 30 years and you don't notice how much has changed. How many, like how many trees have grown, how much those trees have grown, the difference in the grass, the, yeah. the, 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 
you know, the shape of the house. It starts to sink and move and do all kinds of things, right? Things are constantly, constantly changing. And, you know, we get, we, there, there's a part of us that gets so bored with people, right? Uh, this guy's boring or that girl's boring. But it also, that also tells us that we've limited our capacity to perceive the, the infiniteness of an individual. And we yeah. often listen to a lot of things that people say. And I often, you know, listen to someone repeating what I've said. And there's a lot of misinterpretation because what I'm trying to say may not be exactly what came out of my mouth. And I still need to figure it out. Um, so, you know, with, when, when we don't have feedback when we're talking or someone saying, hey, that doesn't sound right. Oftentimes I'm lost in it. And I go, hey, do I, do I know what I'm talking about? Uh, you know, do I have anyone uh, sort of questioning what's going on so we could have a real, you know, real discussion about what we're going through, right? So anyway, that's just, that's just uh, to point out to the audience, you know, to talk a little bit. Let's see what kind of ideas we can come up with and what we can hone in on. Like Eloise and I are alone here just just trying to figure this out, right? Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, we figured out certain things and we know when we look at a client and work with a client, what they're, there's plenty of things we know that they're suffering from like having too high expectations. But the problem with having too high expectations of someone else has a lot to do with, with what we've already talked about, um, but also has a lot to do with each individual's personal, let's say, woundology. Your own story, you've got a whole story uh, with your primary caregivers, parents, um, uh, everything that has influenced you, your area, uh, what was the cultural uh, norm in your area? You know, I've seen people who are not Greek grow up in a Greek area and end up speaking Greek, right? It's really surprising to watch these different faces speaking speaking Greek, right? So you, you and that's in Canada. That's not in Greece, right? So you go to a, Greek, a school with a ton of Greeks. There's a school here and the kids end up learning a lot of Greek that are not Greek. Most of them are Greek, but <laughs> so it's interesting. It's interesting how you'll pick things up. If you hang out with, with there's a saying, um, be careful who you, you hang out with, right? You'll become that or there are reflections. Yeah, you're supposed to be a fit of the five people you spend the most time with. You're supposed to be what? Uh, kind of like the five people you spend the most time with, you'll be a mesh of all of them. Kind in of, terms right? of financially and, you know, how much money you make, things like that. Because that becomes normal. Yes. It does. Yeah, it kind of becomes normal, but it also, yeah, it's the belief you, you adopt these new belief systems. It's really easy for us to adopt new ones. Yeah. And it, it's, you know, every time we've got a sense, we get closer to what ails us, the wound that we have. Um, 
there's a bouncing effect, right? You get close to the wound and then you bounce off it Mm -hmm. and you start to build up new belief systems to prevent you from seeing it. So when you covering it, yeah, it just keeps covering it, layering it. And however, whatever imagery you want to use, I, I always see the wound inside us and then we just build up like, um, like a bird's nest or, <laughs> or cement of piles of these blobs of, of belief systems. And we'll hang, we'll stand on them with a flag, you know, and a sword and be screaming, <laughs> this is the way the world is. Just watch people who've got really strong beliefs. Um, I shouldn't say watch people, watch yourself. That's what I do is I see myself. And, I, you know, if I see other people with really strong beliefs, I kind of giggle because I go, I do that too. I've done that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've, I've sat on my edge there and gone, no, 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 this is, this is, look what I've, and, and then, you know, someone might come in and say, hey, there's a hole in here. And I'll go, oh, okay. So there's a hole in what I'm, what I'm thinking of. Of course, there's other ways to do this work, but I'm just pointing out this one way where, it, you know, when you meet someone, it's so fresh and you're likely going to lay on to them all of your expectations of yourself, right? So everything mm-hmm. you think that is wonderful in yourself, you would lay on to the person that you've now fallen in love with. You put it on them and um, yeah, definitely fall in love. And after, after time goes by, you begin to fall out of love because you, the, the veneer comes down of yeah. seeing all these wonderful things in that person. <laughs> and you start to see who they really are. And that's when the relationship would begin. Now, if you're starting from a place where you don't have common values, you're just going to be fighting about those values all the time. Mm-hmm. Right? So if, if somebody wants, says, I don't like any form of drugs. So even if marijuana is legal, I don't like it. I don't want you smoking. Cigarettes are legal, but I don't want you smoking cigarettes. And the person says, but I do. I want to do these things. What, what are you going to do? Just just say yes, no, yes, no for the rest of your life. You know, mm. you're making a choice to marry someone who who, believe, who feels that this is okay for them. They may have a bunch of reasons too. Um, they might, whatever, whatever it is. Why yeah. are you, you need to really see, no, my, this goes against my, I, this is my bottom line. I can't do it. I can't yeah. be with someone who. Uh, and you have to be so careful because if you're with a smoker and you say, no, 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 I'll quit for you because I love you. That's, that's just terrible. Um, they're not going to yeah. do that. And that's the threat of losing someone, right? The threat of uh, now they could really want to quit and, you know, they're on the pathway. There's always that moment and they quit. But if you start off with somebody who's, who's smoking, you're going to have uh, trouble uh, till they, if, if they want to quit, Till they can quit, you know, mm-hmm. they'll quit on and off. Then there's, or they may just quit. It's fine. There's all these variables, but you need to accept that they're smoking when you meet them, right? Till they quit. If they quit. And then yeah. drugs, the same thing. If somebody says, no, I'm going to get high or drinking or whatever. Um, I don't know what other values you can have. Uh, that come to the top of your head like even getting fit or not getting fit 
of it getting like fitter. If you have like... someone who really thinks you know being fit is important, and then you have someone who's a complete couch potato. That's right. Uh, yeah. What kind of you know? Do you have an exercise routine? And do both of you do exercise? It, it's like two different worlds, isn't it? Yeah. Somebody who's exercising and going out, and somebody who just doesn't. Yeah, if someone does four hours at the gym every day, <laughs> the other person doesn't do anything. It's probably not going to work. <laughs> yeah, and again, it's going to depend what the values are. Um, yeah. the, I, don't, I don't know if it's a value that one exercises only because you could be training for the triathlon and that's just the thing you like to do. And your wife, let's say, if or opposite, I don't care who it is. And the wife likes to do sewing. Hmm. So you're out training for the triathlon. She's at home yeah. sewing. Um, so, so I like to go a little bit to a deeper value, like the value of how much do you need to be with me? Are you okay on your own? You know, this is a big complaint for women often mm. is that the man is not with her like going uh, to have dinners or shopping or you know if i have to shop for something for the house it is the last thing i'm going to ask my partner to do mm. he doesn't like doing it um he just hates it so why why take him he's yeah. annoying. he's really annoying right so if if i'm if, if he's shopping for his stuff, he's fine. It can be like two hours of shopping for his stuff. And then yep. when it comes, you switch over to my stuff and he's annoyed right away. So it's like, yep. okay, I don't want to take him to do any of this. It's not necessary. It's not required. He can, no. he can stay home and do what he needs to do. He's got a ton of stuff to do. He doesn't need to do that. Um, so my values are, well, like a strong value is, we is work that's clear for me is work so you need to find your way to live your life and feel good about your life and um uh yeah just just feel strong about your life you need to uh feel okay on your own and mm -hmm. you don't need me to fulfill you we're together we're greater than alone yeah right so you know if you come home alone and you want to kiss your be kissed and you go kiss yourself in the mirror is really insanity right <laughs> you're not going to feel good about that you know no all the back of your hand <laughs> right it's just you need sometimes you just you, you just want that person to kiss so that's a wonderful thing during your day it makes things yeah. more um you know sharing in your struggles yeah. being propped up by the other person uh that you know th those things not in a needy way but that you're you're down a bit and it's like okay honey i'm gonna you know i'm gonna help you out i'm gonna yeah. support you not on every little thing like oh he no. doesn't do this and he doesn't do that that's that's insane right um not on every little detail you're two separate human beings that operate differently yet most of the time you're the same most of the time we're we're you know all humans are pretty much are more alike than we're different you know when you take the whole human species male and female 
we are more alike than we are different, especially men and women. But the differences are enough to take into account how they flow together and to better make your life. So, I mean, we're going to discuss this for weeks, I think, but because it becomes very complex on how you, you select someone and you start um, dating them and see what's going on. I mean, you might meet someone, you like them, then you start to figure it out. Um, You start to see how you fit together. You see, is the person... Now, if you're needy for their attention and you need someone to fulfill that, you can likely meet someone like that. Mm. But you will eventually have problems because they will not be able to 100% of the time fulfill your neediness. So that's something you in particular, I don't mean you, Eloise, but uh, I mean the generic you out there, the one... That mm. one must uh, seek out within themselves where that neediness is because it's vampiric, mm. right? Neediness is like a vampire trying to get something from the other person. So you've got to watch your values, but also know whether they're needy. So, you know, I, I, I haven't really put this all down on paper, but I think about it mm. often. So because I've, what are the values we've come to? Well, one of the values is, you know, family is really important. It's number one. Mm. So, of course, my partner and I, naturally, we've never said this out loud, but I'm observing us and what our values are. So, yes, family is number one. Uh, you know, my partner is number one. My, you know, they're they're all together number one. I'm number one, of course, and, but they're number one in my life right so i'm number one to myself always but they come in and that's one of the big values family is super important hard work is really important that we work uh it's something that's fulfilling it's something that allows you to be creative uh it, it gives you financial support as well which is really nice too in addition um right? Very supportive. Uh, it keeps you, you know, alive and creative and mentally alert that you keep figuring something out. It's wonderful, right? It's the thing that you are in this world doing. And we call it work, but we like it. You know, like the, some people hate the word work and it's like, no, no, really good. Maybe we can consider it. So if I look at holistically, mm. We're, we're in this world playing. So it's all just a, a game that, we, well, not a game necessarily, but we're playing, right? We're playing with creation. So what are the things that we are going to add you, to our lives to do something and work becomes one of those things. It's one of the categories of the play. Because you mm. could sit on the sofa or go outside and sit on the grass and just wither away. Um, that's possible too. And if that's your value, then you do that with somebody else who has the same value. Right? So, you know, it's, uh, it's really important to look at those values. So what other values, what other values do you have? Um, I don't know, improving myself developing myself that's always a big so reading taking classes 
think that's a big one. If I wasn't with someone who wasn't interested in kind of improving themselves in some way, that would be weird. Right, and I have the opposite value. <laughs> that more and more that we can stop thinking we need to improve and get better and come oh, closer okay. and closer to being this. Yeah. And, so, and I yeah, say we're achieving I, I that. say improving myself, but it comes from that energy that you're talking about, if that makes any sense. Oh, it okay. is yeah, from sure. my I'm broken perspective. It's just I like to learn. Yeah, it's almost it's almost like the category of work, but this one is, you know, yeah. maybe developing the mind and just another way of 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 saying I'm going to keep um, exploring this world I live in, right? Yeah, that would be a nice way of putting exploration. Yeah, it's because it's weird. You can't improve yourself. You, no, <laughs> your yourself yeah. is is already perfect, or it's an all. But you can, I know I'm being picky, but it's such an important yeah. line that I, you know, you can, I don't think you can improve yourself, but you can improve your conditions. You can improve what you know. Uh, you can, you know, add on to your knowledge. You can add on to your bank accounts. You can make your house cleaner. You know, you can do all those things, but the self is already shiny. But then what you put on top of the self is kind of murky. So that's a big value is that that I have is if I met someone who thought that they needed to improve the self, I would not I would not be able to be in that relationship. Mm. But somebody who's who knows, no, I'm fine. I'm good. Now I'm just living my life. I'm just doing the living. Right? And if something comes up that's not working, okay, I'm gonna figure out what's what's not working in there and start working at making that uh, um, improving that piece that's broken right Mm -hmm. you know or doesn't work very well but the self isn't broken Mm. even if you don't like some of the things the self is doing right yeah like you could be um, one of the things I know that that I have is I am stubborn, but it's very willful. <laughs> I'm relentless. What is another word for relentless? I just learned it. I forgot. Oh, I like that word though. I like relentless. Relentless mm-hmm. is a good word. Yes, it is a good word. Don't know. Don't know. <laughs> it is an interesting. I, I really would like to. <laughs> we need to make money on this things so people could look up statistics for us and and, uh, <laughs> and tell us what's going on right <laughs> like give me a synonym for relentless <laughs> hang on i'll look it up for you so inexorable is the word i was looking for inexorable is the other word you know persistent too but uh inexorable sounds kind of bad but um the the energy of of that relentless is just that willfulness that the will is really strong uh, to keep going. Now, okay, that's good, but there's also its negative side. Um, it's it uh, you know keeps pushing, so mm-hmm. you're constantly balancing um, 
how the essence is coming through, but it's going to come through anyway. These are things I'm just figuring out, right? Like I have this essence, the essence is non-directional, right? Like if you have the essence of compassion, then, you know, there's no direction. You just have compassion. Caring has a direction, right? Yeah. So, so you, you could, you know, create directions out of this, like stubbornness or willfulness is just, you know, the way, the way the essence comes through, but, you know, you can get into bad habits or something. That's kind of what I would say. I would say that the self isn't a problem, but how you inevitably judge the, the, the essence coming from the self could start to make it directional, right? Mm. So uh, someone could be compassionate, but they start to become really caring that's when the direction starts happening and they start to care about everybody, which is not what compassion is, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, well, what is... Uh... Do you want some other words? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of thinking, do we need to explain that? Like compassion being non-directional, it's being with the suffering of someone else. I'm with your suffering, but it's not, it's not mine, but I can definitely feel it. Right. And I, and I'm with your suffering, but I don't necessarily have to go uh, do something about it. Mm. Uh, well, in a caring way, meaning I have to go fix it. Compassion could be that you sit back and let someone uh, fall or you, or you suggest something that is not, uh, considered caring, right? You, you know, mm -hmm. you can go to your guru and he might say something that is the exact opposite of what you want. So caring often is, is affiliated with what someone wants. Oh, poor me, I don't have um, $10,000 to invest in my company. Oh, wah, 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 mm -hmm. please. And somebody gives the 10000 just because the person is crying for it, but hasn't sat down. So to figure out whether that 10000 is going to resolve this person's issue. Yeah. Because you know, so, when somebody, I'm never, never convinced that if someone has a problem and they need money, I'm never convinced that that's ever going to fix the problem. And really, you know, I've heard statistically as well that money doesn't necessarily fix the problem. You know, like mm -hmm. governments throw money at things, people throw money, people throw how much money at uh, homeless people, even food, yeah. food, you just look at the food that goes out, the caring that goes out, the money that goes out for homeless people, and no, it has not resolved it. So mm -hmm. someone who considers what is the way to do it, what's the way to help these people? And sometimes you can, not all the time, but you can meet someone who is not capable of, let's say, you say, okay, I've got a home for you, got a little apartment, you can move into the apartment and I have a job. So your first month, let's say, is paid yep. for by the government, which I'm not convinced is a good idea. Um, but let's say you pay at the end of the month your rent after you complete your first month of your job. Mm -hmm. So all of that's arranged. You, you pay at the end of the month. What is interesting is some people can't do it. If you are mentally unstable, someone is on drugs, they're not going to be able to hold down the job. So you need a whole other gamut. 
you may need to help detox someone from drugs. Are they willing to get off drugs? We don't know, mm. right? Mm. You can't just grab people off the street and say, well, we're going to detox you from drugs. That's not going to happen. Well, you yeah. know, if our governments change, it could happen. But right now, it's not going to happen. Um, you'd have to have people coming in voluntarily. Uh, the other thing that could occur is that... Um, You've got people with a, let's say, a lower IQ, and there aren't really any jobs out there for them to perform. Um, and they need a lot of training to perform it. Uh, if you listen to some of Jordan Peterson's studies and work with people who have a lower IQ and how difficult it is to actually train them to a simple task that you and I would learn let's say in a, in a moment, right? Mm. You know, something really simple. So, you know, as much as you, you can think you, you know, you walk around the world and you're capable of, let's say, operating a sewing machine or cleaning dishes or cooking a meal. And some people just can't perform those actions. Yeah. So that's another group. And I, I don't even know all the groups. These are just a few that come off the top of my head that um, that wouldn't be able to um, produce on their own. They can't produce. So there's something else we have to do for those people in society, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then I know a bunch of people who want to be in practice. And they just can't be because they, they don't know simple, let's say, social functions, like how to speak to someone socially. You know, I, I know several people uh, trying to go in business, but the way they communicate, uh, the way they talk to people, there's could be a sense of arrogance. Let's say somebody who's arrogant. Mm -hmm. um, people don't want to go with that. So yeah. And it's hard to untrain someone who's really sitting there kind of trying to be sweet and nice and kind and helpful, but they're coming off as arrogant. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, I'm just being... Oh, creepy. This is just one thing I've noticed. Yeah, you can have somebody who's creepy. You can have somebody who's smelly. You can have somebody yeah. who doesn't clean their clothes properly. Uh, different people have a different sense of what cleanliness is. Yeah. Right? So I, I had um, Easter weekend, so a lot of stuff out in the kitchen. You know, mm. the dining room has a table. We've got the living room. You know, you, we've got everything going people coming into the house coats going into one room and um you know shoes walking through the house now you're mm. hearing somebody who likes cleanliness i like to be barefoot yeah. i like things to be clean and because i have this back problem i'm not very good at cleaning i have a woman who comes and helps me every okay. so often so it gets clean but otherwise you know anything higher like countertops you know dusting i'm always you know, organizing and keeping things clean. And my sister came and she's like, takes one counter and just makes this huge mess. And I start cleaning it. She, she looks at me and she says, your house is too clean. Your house is way too, I'm like, what? She goes, everything is so neat and so clean. Like, I'm going to mess it up for you. You know, you need to be a little messier. Get a dog. She says. So your house can be messier. I was laughing my head off. Right. So I thought, okay, so. We all have different perceptions of clean. Now, why I'm telling you that is just to see how crazy we are. Mm. So when she said that, I'm thinking, 
since I have been unable to to clean house, right? Because of this back, I can't pull out the vacuum cleaner. There's so much I can't do. Yeah. Um, or that would take me hours to complete. Like that I, I take, let's say an hour to p- prepare my body to pull the vacuum cleaner out of the closet and get it set up. And then I would probably need a break. And then to be able to go around and vacuum yeah. and pull the plug out and put it in. It's not like my counters, everything high up I can do. Yeah. So um, I think that my house is dirty. <laughs> and here my sister comes in, which her house is quite clean, but she's got two boys and like they've got clothes everywhere. It's, um, the house is clean, but messy all the time, right? The kitchen's <laughs> got stuff in it. There's the yep. kids' rooms, you know, her room's neat. And then you got the office and right, uh, which I feel the same thing about my house. It's like, oh my God, it's a big mess. Yeah. So, uh, wow, perception, right? Yeah. If I were, if my, well, once my legs get back, you know, they are improving with the new um, sort of plan that I'm on. You know, I have a cortisone shot and, um, you know, now it's legal in Canada. So I finally took THC combined with CBD and it seems to be having an effect. So that effect allows more movement so once Mm. i start to get real movement you know wait till you see how clean my house will be (laughs) (laughs) that'll be the first thing that happens is cleaning the house yeah yeah so there you well what else is there you know people think life is so exciting you go on some vacations uh at this point in my life the most nurturing thing is you know having cleaning up in the morning making the beds uh, taking care of food and and it's just so nurturing to be a little homebody it's really really yeah. and you know who'd expect that you know before it was something I did because I was uh, you know always allergic to everything and I needed everything mm-hmm. spotless and my brain wanted things spotless um, to this point where oh okay things don't have to be absolutely spotless uh, mm-hmm. Something can be out of the way. And as I'm talking right now, I'm looking into the other room and I see a blanket not folded properly. <laughs> oh and I God. see the computer's not closed and everything's <laughs> just a bit messy. And I go, oh, once I'm done, I'll go fix all that up. Well, because we have a small place and a lot of stuff, because we took yeah. stuff that we're, we're building a little you know, apartment downstairs. So we're going to put a lot of stuff down there. And we have no other space for it. So it made our lives a little crowded, which means hmm. things need to be organized so you function. Right? Yeah. When I don't when I don't organize things, um, the brain doesn't function as well. You know, there's always that method of closing the door to different rooms so you don't have that yeah. problem. Yeah, it is a good well, it's a good thing for your for you to move things out of the way when you're starting to create. Otherwise you've got too much in your in your in your way i find i find i need more emptiness and organization mm. to to really feel like i'm thriving yeah if there's too much and it's not organized there's an immediate sensation of heaviness so you know this really goes to people who um you know don't move or you know don't fix things uh hoarders um uh, people who have really messy things like 
messy closets and everything's messy that that you know that that talks about the liver right the liver mm-hmm. is all about that organization yeah. so it's good to have a modicum of organization um in your life oh there's so many avenues we can go down for value oh i know we right? can talk forever yeah because yeah, if you <laughs> well even if you think if your liver isn't operating you know, and you're not organized and you meet up with someone who's got a great liver and they're, you know, <laughs> they're, they're organizing and planning their lives and moving forward. They're dressed properly. They look yeah. good. Their clothes are neat. And that person meets up with somebody who's a little bit disheveled. Um, their hair's not quite, you know, clean, <laughs> hasn't been washed for a day. They put the same shirt on from yesterday. They're not sure about their finances. You can see right away those two people, well, may or may not get along but you can already yeah. see the problems that would develop they could be attracted to each other because the person who's all organized could also have a problem of being a savior oh uh, yeah right so if you want to save someone then you'll pick up that girl who's just not not doing well financially and just doesn't have yeah. the right clothing and you'll take her in and give her your washing Go machine buy her some clothes and uh and hope that, again, that idea, throwing money at something, doesn't work. Then you might try to make changes uh, because this person actually gets the money, gets the washing machine, gets the new clothes, and actually still there's a problem going on. Mm. There's something that that solution did not resolve. And people do this all the time. And, you know, that's a male, uh, usually a male-to-female example but females usually say, I'm going to change the guy. I'm going to change how he dresses, how he, how he does things. Yeah. Right? So, of course, if you're a lesbian or you're homosexual, you're going to do these things in varying degrees, depending on, you know, where your feminine and masculine is, right? So the more we have in masculine, you're going to try and save. Women try to save, too. You know, that's, yeah, that's also a... Uh, well, they try a mother. They, they, yes, it goes towards the nurturing component, the smothering. You know, yeah. you see really often that a man will protect the woman, bring home the money, and that's usually the scenario, right? Mm-hmm. I just have to quantify this all the time, that that is not no, a rule. Like it is just, it is the tendency. Yeah. So no one is going to have the equal amount of feminine and masculine energy and it is not about women and men i say feminine and masculine not men and women they're very different things because we we all no matter who you are have a feminine and masculine it is the the laws of the universe and it's you know you could say oh you know um how do you know that's even true well look around see 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 the see what's going on in nature you have to work with nature to really uh, begin to explore the feminine and masculine you know you see what the female of a species does yeah and that helps us to understand what the feminine does but it doesn't mean that the species will just do what is feminine of course right that the hunting is done by the female in the in the um, lions right the mm-hmm. female does the hunting not the male so very different energy right the variations so we know things can change you know a woman could go out 
and do the hunting. But we have to understand that also genetically they're predisposed to doing the hunting. Oh gosh, now I have all these questions I want to ask. Does the <laughs> does the lioness who does the hunting have a stronger body um, mass or something? Like what's going on in the body that she's the one who goes out and yeah. makes the yeah, time to watch this because in, yeah, in, time to in, have a think about that. Yeah, because for humans, the males have that upper body strength, right? Yeah, they they're stronger generally. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Yeah. So much to think. Well, yeah, and this is this is more. Um, we said we're talking about um, dating, but yeah, and. and but we have to go through all of the spectrum of nature to understand ourselves. And the more we understand ourselves and what are, I find it, it could be difficult to extract what your values are, but I'd like to leave everyone with an exercise is see your actions. It turns out what you believe is in your actions. So yeah. if you notice that when the family calls, you run you know, one of your values is family. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying that there are many variations in that, but, you know, family could come first for you. And yeah, that's something that happens for a lot of people because we have to protect our family, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really important that, you know, we want our family to thrive, etc. It's what we do naturally in many ways so it is affiliated with nature like a lioness is not going to go take care of somebody else's cubs uh, necessarily if theirs are threatened right so if a bunch of cubs are threatened they don't just haphazardly go out and save cubs they yeah they're going to save their own first they're going to protect their own so we do that too and maybe not everyone you know Mm. maybe not everyone sees family first Maybe somebody has the value of work is first and then family. Yeah. You know, and you can go through different eras. I don't know about you. Go right? through phases. Yeah. Exactly. Where, you know, yes, I, I had my family as my priority. My mother was my priority. Um, still, in many ways, she's one of, you know, the top things one of on your, my list. Yeah. list but. I don't, um, one of the things that changed is I'm not so um, every day concerned about her and doing everything for her. Um, I'm, I'm just kind of going with her. She's really independent. She can do things on her own. So I don't need to keep searching for things. She can figure things out. She's okay. So yeah. that's good until she isn't able to. Then when she isn't able to, we'll figure something else out. Yeah. So right now she's very capable. So I don't need to be Uh, stretching myself then to do it so that's you know family first but you also figure out solutions so you're not kind of like uh i you know sometimes i would see myself lying on on a bed with all these intravenous pulling blood out of me and everybody needs something from me right um and yeah so that kind of you know you have to resolve that in you where it's balanced and it takes, it takes a while. I mean, I had to do a lot of uh, soul seeking through the tarot, you know, soul seeking per se, uh, how we use it as an expression. So did that for years using different method- methodology. 
but one is observe yourself and start writing down what your values are and they come through your actions we're gonna have to go because it's almost the hour and yeah. we're gonna be shut oh, off in a few minutes <laughs> a few moments uh, actually in in uh, 38 seconds <laughs> We'll be shut off. So we're going to say goodbye before they shut <laughs> us down. And we'll continue our chat for whatever whatever way comes up. But I think we're going to have like a, a sort of tome of, you know, what, uh, ways to take care of yourself and ship yeah. things for a relationship. And, you know, I'd eventually like to get to also, um, you know, working within a relationship and role playing, et cetera. But we'll get there. All right, we'll my darling. There. Love okay. you. Have a good one. Bye. Bye, Bye everybody.